Hello and welcome to my latest match pod review for www.mufcglobal.co.uk. Derby Day in Manchester. Derby Day in Manchester. We want Glazers out. Say we want Glazers out. Arnold the Dick has gone. Murta the Meek is still around. Sir Rat, what are you playing at? Sat in the stadium watching matches. Will he be there at the Etihad today, which is where Manchester United are playing in a massive game? Um, no matter what position the, the, the teams are in, the United are sixth in the Premier League. They're not a sixth place Premier League side. They're Manchester United are a mid-table bottom of the half team because they'll be going to the Etihad to just defend like they did against Liverpool to just try and keep the score down because that is the standard of Manchester United that is where they're at and you know when you make decisions that are not for the benefit of the football side of the club what you get is Manchester United when you make decisions for the benefit of the football club that's what you get at Manchester City it's an embarrassment it's a joke and Sir Rat he's come in as so, so called the white knight to sort it all out well do you know you've already copped up your first job getting rid of John Murta that's the first thing you need to do still not got his sporting director in uh, Omar Baradu has come from Manchester City um, to be fair, United, they haven't sort of made too much of it as a bit of a coup getting him off Manchester City because I think attitudes have changed at the football club. But um, you still, you can talk the talk, but you have to be able to walk the walk. The team I managed to put out today... Um, I always think of a team when you put Bruno Fernandes on the right-hand side, that shows uh, you're just basically trying to just hold the game, basically. You're not trying to do anything uh, positive to try and get a goal. Uh, Marcus Rashford does start. He did a little ditty um, in this week. I don't really understand why it came out this week. Uh, well, actually, I do. It's PR, and it's just before the Manchester derby. So um, he could have he could have done this at any time, surely, because his um, his form has been poor throughout the season. But um, as I say, it's timing. The, the players do like to be um, up in lights when uh, a big match is coming. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform well. Um, but United's team is an honouring goal. We've got a back four of Dallow, Varane, Evans and Lindelof. Um, I'd be interested to see who plays at right or left back. Um, I think Dallow moved over to left back in the um, game against Nottingham Forest. Um, and Amabat moved over to right back. So Dallow might be playing there. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But or, I mean, that's an imbalanced defence anyway. Um, whoever plays at left back, although Dallow is, is far better. Uh, but United aren't going to be doing much. Of, well, the tactic will be not to... Um, have many players going forward to be perfectly honest as I say remember the Liverpool game we all lauded it was a great point apparently and it was a good point but the way the football that United played that day it was an embarrassment and it'll be the same today um, midfield of Casemiro Menu and McTominay it looks like and then the front three it looks like it'll be Fernandes on the right Garnacho on the left Rashford through the middle I mean what may I mean, if if you're going to play those players, for me personally, I'd rather have Fernandez in the middle, um, the midfield, McTominay up front, Rashford on the left and Garnacho on the right. But maybe there, 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 are, there, there is um, options to interchange with the players that they do have um, on the pitch. Um, obviously, there, there will be changes throughout, throughout the match. And I'll tell you what will be interesting to see... Um, if United start their time wasting, how early they actually start it, because they are quite good at doing it when they need to do it. Um, and as I say, it's up to the ref to add that time on, and he should add that time on, 
because um, it happens against Manchester United at times, but Manchester United are very adept in doing it. I think Man City got um, last season against, I think it was against, oh no, was it this season against Arsenal where the goalkeeper got booked in the first half? Edison got booked in the first half for time wasting. I think that was this season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I'm not sure who the actual referee is today. I've not really, I've not had a look um, who that is. I will find out. It's Andy Madley. So uh, I think he was doing the game midweek that I was watching. I can't remember which one it was. But it's Andy Madley is the referee today. Um, and we've got... Uh, I managed to sneak Dennis on. Dennis will be back with a bit more um, spiel next week when we play uh, his, uh, well, one of his beloved teams, Everton. Dennis has been messaging me today about the game. He, wa- he wants a big City win, don't you, Dennis? I just hope it's a good game for the neutral, Phil. <laughs> That's not what your message said, mate. But anyway, your thoughts on the your thoughts on the match. I won't, I won't put that. I won't put it out in the real world, mate. I'll, I'll keep that private. Yeah, I've just looked at your team sheet, Phil. Look, you look vulnerable at the back. The only page you've got is Dal Dal at the back. You look very vulnerable defensively. See the Varane's back. Um, but you know, you, you you go on about him being a World Cup winner, but. I think if you've seen his performances, Phil, he's not good enough now. He's passed his best. I don't. I don't go on about him being a World Cup winner. I talk about him. He's won the World Cup. He's won four. Cha- I think it's four. It might be five. Four Champions League. But he's still our best defender, and uh, he has performed well this season. Well, and also see Anthony's back on the bench now, so it looks like uh, Ten Hag's, you know, that confidence to select them has has, has gone by, gone by the side really. I mean, I mean, I won't pick Anton anyway. I would, I would have picked Ahmad and had Rashford on the bench. But um, it doesn't matter about pace in the defence because United aren't going to be doing any attacking. They're going to be, act, they're going to be acting like they're sort of a mid-table or relegation side today, like they did against Liverpool, where they basically everybody lauded the point. I can understand that, but Manchester United go to Liverpool and just trying to just park the bus. They'll be doing the same at the Etihad today. It's embarrassing and it's a joke and it says everything about how Manchester United have been run for the last ten years. Something I called out right at the beginning of the tenure of Ed Woodward and his uh, and his goons and the scum parasite glazers. So I don't I don't think they will pass the bus, Phil. I think they can go for it. They've got nothing to lose really because you know they could still if they get a, a victory against the odds, then you could be back in the uh, the frame for Champions League. Maybe, but but we we not play well enough. That loss against Fulham, which was um, it wasn't necessarily the loss. You can lose to anybody, but it was the fact that Fulham should have won. They should never have got to the point where Fulham got a late winner. They, they Fulham were miles the better side. United nearly skanked their way through that game, um, and hopefully next week against Everton they won't put in that kind of a poor performance. I mean, obviously you will hope for that, Dennis, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens because it's a massive game for Everton really. Because United probably won't have anything to play for. Your captain isn't leading either, is he, Captain Bruno? He's not a leader. You say he's not a leader, but at the end of the day, who else is there to do that? He led the team last season. He was the de facto captain. Um, and he was he was president. He hasn't had a great season this season. But what you get is you get pundits um, and fans of other clubs who will slate Bruno, but they don't slate Marcus Rashford, who, according to Wally, was offered the captaincy but turned it down, which shows that he is weak. Um, like pretty much the majority of Manchester United's squad. I think the, the only character, or strong character I can see is an honour. Obviously, you, you don't want the captain as your goalkeeper, really, on, on, the, on the football pitch. You know, 
Dino's off and people like that have been a captain in the past, but you know, for me it doesn't work. You need a you see your mate Matt Tomlin's back in the starting lineup as well, Phil. You happy about that? Look, he was always gonna come in. He should be playing he should play playing up front ahead of Rashford for me. I mean you talk about Anana be, being the captain. I mean this is a guy that basically cost Manchester United the Champions League. I think actually the, the the best leaders in the team would be Varano Casemiro. They've won stuff, they are leadership material, but for whatever reason Ten Hag has had, well, Casemiro has had, not had the greatest season, had some injuries. Varane, um, there's clearly, there was clearly a falling out between um, um, Eric Ten Hag and Casemiro. I mean, playing Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans as your centre-back partnership when Varane is, is available to play. It is ridiculous. And we saw that they you know they, they didn't perform that well. I mean, they had, I think they had one match where they didn't concede and everybody was lauding them. But as I say, their agenda's out there and certain players tend to get get away with not performing well, whereas others, when they don't perform well, they do get a lot more stick. Uh, any final words and a prediction for you, Dennis? Yeah, it's probably 4 5 nil for uh, City. I can't see... Uh, I think they'll go for it, but I think they'll be exposed badly in defence. I think you're going to be wide open. So it could be an embarrassing scoreline, really. That's see at least at least you sort of partly admitted what you messaged me before. He actually wants six goals for Manchester City, which is quite interesting. As as obviously he's got his beloved Everton, but he's also got his beloved Liverpool. So anyway, we'll talk about that next week. And uh, as always, Dennis, thanks for your input. I'll catch up with you before and after the Everton game next week. Looking forward to it later. So a little bit of Dennis. Pretty much, uh, the game is kicking off in about 15 minutes. I am going to uh, grab myself um, a can from the fridge, I think. So, uh, And then uh, I'll be ready for the game. So I'll catch up with you at halftime. So the game's just about to kick off. One thing I did want to just uh, throw in there, um, tiny smidgen of pos- uh, positivity, obviously, in football, ending can And yes, a more well, I think the first time I was listening to a podcast, for the first time in about 26 years, went to Rangers... And beat them 2-1. A Rangers side that is in fantastic form in the Scottish Premier League. So it does show anything can happen in football. And United will always have an opportunity in this game. But uh, they're going to have have to have everything go for them in the match. Half-time at the Etihad. And just like it was at Ibox. And I've been clear. 20, uh, 26 years since Motherwell won Ibox. She had lead by a goal to nil. An absolute blooter from Marcus Rashford on the break because United really are just... Um, they're just sort of uh, pretty much camped inside their uh, their penalty area inside at least half of their half as City push forward. But a breakout goal. Um, good clearance from Anana to Bruno Fernandes. Touch back to Marcus Rashford who absolutely just smashed it into the net. It was one of those shots that you'll... Uh, it once in a blue moon, but absolute no chance off the crossbar. So it looked even better. And Rashford's had two other easier chances than that. An opportunity to break through, couldn't control it with his head. And then an opportunity at the far post again from United breakout. Um, but he, he just mishit it, basically. And um, the ball went out of play. I mean, United... Um, I mean, it should be 1-1 because somehow Eddie Arland has missed from about four yards out. Um, but uh, that's sort of the only time he's really got in behind an excellent central defensive partnership of Varane and uh, Evans today. Dallow's playing superbly at right back. I mean, Lindelof, he's doing okay at left back, as they say, out of position. 
couple of balls that have been played inside um, in, towards the centre cent, cent, circle, giving the ball away. And United, when they're playing out the back, they are being um, caught out by, by the Manchester City press. But as I say, United just... Uh, I mean, the, they are clinging on, but they, they have had opportunities up the other end. And I think they may possibly rue missing those additional chances because um, obviously as the game goes on it'll be tired tired bodies tired minds in the days when United were were a very good side up there winning titles they used to have games where it was 1-0 down at half time even 2-0 down at half time even 2-0 down with 20 minutes to go um, the opposition side have had to work so hard at keeping Manchester United out that uh, it's tired by entire bodies and all Man City actually need is if they get one goal, they'll be thinking they can get a second or a third goal. But United need to keep keep this up, but they, they probably really need another goal. And as I say, they have had a couple of further opportunities in this game and they've not taken them. And when you don't take those opportunities, um, they can come back to, to bite you in the backside. As I say, if uh, Haaland keeps missing chances like that, well, we should be okay. Anana has made uh, three, four saves, um, important saves. As I say, Dennis talking about Anana being the captain. Not for me, but Anana has been United's best uh, player this half. He's been he's been solid with his saves, good with the ball um, in, the, uh, in, the, in the air, catching from corners. Um, a couple of poor clear-outs, and United have to be careful of that. So... Um, Another person that needs to be that's going to be key in the second half, the manager. He needs to get his substitutions right because there is going to have to be a refresh of these players. They're going to be players that will be struggling. And one player who I think has low key been um, sort of outstanding is Kobe Mainu. The thing is, Kobe Mainu gets a lot of the credit for things he's that he's doing on the ball um, and and his control and his passing. But actually, it's what he's been doing off the ball. He's been getting himself into the right positions to block balls or to block passing lanes. Um, he had a key block um, uh, with his head. Um, actually, just before that, Aiden Harlan chance, maybe uh, he was out of position at that point. Uh, but um, he's, he's put himself in the right positions. And as I say, he's one of the players that actually isn't thick as pig poo when it comes to football intelligence. He's, he, he knows what he's doing in that regard. And one final thing just to mention, that the front three, the front three I mentioned about interchangeable maybe with McTominay playing through the middle and Bruno playing as a midfield. Bruno is actually playing, um, is interlinking with Garnaccio and Rashford. They've all appeared in different positions on the pitch up front. So that's obviously the tactic to play that way. Um, and, it, and it has been working. Um, and, and, it, and it is quite sort of sad to see the performance they've put in this first 45 minutes against Manchester City. I know they're a different team, but that just makes last week's Fulham performance an absolute, even more of a disgrace. But I have mentioned to you before about these players. Um, I won't name any names, but when they know the spotlight is on them, they put in a performance. Let's see if they can be consistent for the rest of this match and for the rest of the season. Well, we're just over 10 minutes into the second half. Another understrength from Manchester City. Phil Foden cut inside uh, Lindelof and basically into the, into the top corner of the net. No chance for the goalkeeper. Um, um, the, a bit of controversy as Rashford was running through um, on the left-hand side just before. Carl Walker, little tug. Um, and the ref didn't give it, but you have to then regroup and get back in shape. But, I mean, there, there wasn't really much anybody could do about that goal, to be perfectly honest. Similar to Rashford, just two wonder strikes. It's 1-1. There will be a little bit of controversy about it, but you just have to get on with the game. What do Manchester United have now? 
65 minutes, Johnny Evans walking off very slowly. I mean, it looks like an injury because there was no need to to take him off, um, you know, with it with it, with him having a, a good performance alongside Varane. Uh, Willie Kambuala to come on. 75 minutes, the key change, obviously. Rashford is off um, and Anthony has come on uh, to make the difference. Uh, we shall see. I mean, Rashford has had a good performance. He scored a good goal. Probably should have had at least another goal. Um, but you you also um, think to yourself, when does he put in these kinds of performances? As I've said before, certain players in certain matches, when they know the world is watching them, when it's important, PR-wise as well as football-wise, they do tend to turn up. Let's see how he performs next week against Everton. Then that's far more important. And there we have it. It's actually finished. Manchester City 3, Manchester United 1. United, it wasn't a collapse, but it was um, United were worn down by Manchester City. And I think what you, what you saw is that I mentioned at the, at the start of the pod, United just try to sit in uh, like a bottom team, a relegation team to Dennis because of his love of Everton. Um, and that's what they were trying to do in the second half. They really struggled to get hold of the ball. They did, again, they did have opportunities breaking out from the back. You could see what Ten Hag was trying to do in that regard. But players were tired. And they, could, they couldn't keep up. I mean, it was quite interesting with the second goal. It was a 1-2 around Casemiro, but Maynou and McTominay were stood marking the grass. They should have been covering Phil Foden's run and seeing what was coming to possibly get an opportunity. And Arna just couldn't get down quick enough. And then the third goal, a mistake from Amrabat into, I think it was Bernardo Silva, I think it was. Oh no, Rodri, Rodri it was. Um, and then into a Haaland who put in a much harder chance than the, the one the first half. I still can't believe he missed that chance. It is amazing how football sometimes works. One of the greatest strikers ever. He can't put the ball in from like three or four yards, but then you give him sort of a, a run through and he's just back to his clinical best. And that, that the game ended up 3-1. I mean, a lot of people will say, We'll feel sorry for United and say, oh, United didn't deserve that. You, you get what you deserve. It's as simple as that. United didn't step into the play. What did they say at half-time? Plenty of times when United were, were the, a top side in the country, they were the side that were goal down at half-time but got themselves back into the game. Um, and, and after... Basically, at one between between one one and two one, obviously City were were the better side, but United was still breaking out, and there was an opportunity with Garnacho, but Edison he got the ball and he did take the player out. And with goalkeepers, goalkeepers the the rules are slightly different for goalkeepers. They are. I mean, Anana went down with an injury. Don't think he was injured, but. You can't send the goalkeeper to stand on the side of the pitch for 30 seconds, can you? So, for me, it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't a foul because I just think you don't get them. I would actually say on the halfway line, that's not a foul either. But the, the rules are slightly different for goalkeepers. Um, and, and, and such is it, maybe. Um, could it have been a better ball, possibly, so that Garnacho would 100% have got there first? But that's, that's by the by. I mean... Um, Mainu was taken off. I mean, he was absolutely shattered, basically. You could see, and you saw that with the second goal, he couldn't get himself back in position anymore. McTominay, he was taken off. Um, and to say, Forson came on. Um, and so, as I mentioned, that Anthony came on. I mean, they did nothing. I mean, I don't know what Ahmad has to do. I mean, why are you bringing on Forson for Ahmad? For Ahmad? Is it because of this contract situation? I mean, people will say, oh, Forson's a bit stronger than maybe Ahmad. But at the end of the day, 
United would have needed to actually hold the ball, which they didn't do, or at least have attacking players that could go on the pitch and actually try and get a, get a goal when they were 2-1 down. Because there, there was a stat that came up between 2-1 two, two, and 3-1. United had 84... No, sorry. City had 84% possession. Um, City had 84% possession. United 16% possession. Not good enough. Can't keep the ball. Not being able to keep the ball. Yes, players would have been tired. But at the end of the day, that's what happens when you're having to defend for the majority of the game. They were goal up at half time, but they were defending and they were putting in blocks and challenges and doing a lot of chase, much more chasing around. And as I say, they were worn, worn down in the end. But that's that's how football works. You can get your goal, which was an absolute wonder strike. Both the first two goals were wonder strikes. On other days, those don't go in. But at the end of the day, you've still got to have a way if things, you know, things change in the match. And unfortunately, Ted, I didn't really um, say that all people will say he didn't have the players, but it's not good enough from a Manchester United side and organisation. That is an absolute shambles. And as I say, I don't know if um, Servat was there today, but he'll talk about, you know, he talked about trying to knock City and Liverpool off their perch. Don't talk absolute garbage like that. Don't try and use other people's words just because it worked out then. You've got a lot to prove, Servat. And uh, the people that won that football club have a, have a lot to prove once things are, start up and running. Uh, United's best player to, today was Anana, But, I mean, another big up to uh, Rafael Varane. Things did go slightly away when Johnny Evans ran off. Those two as a partnership are working well. But Rafael Varane, a player who's probably going to leave in the summer, who gets criticised by everybody just because of all these injuries. But Luke Shaw doesn't get as criticised by the majority of people, as I say. Look at his passport. That's all I'm willing to say, um, especially from the media. But another defeat, pretty much the season over. All they've got left to play for now is the FA Cup and a massive match against Liverpool in two weeks. Uh, but obviously, there's still league games and they've got to look to try and win as many of those league games as they can um, to, to at least try and secure some kind of European football for next season. But um, as always, thanks for listening. All pods up at www.musglobal.co.uk up at various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Podbean, Listen Notes, Pcast. Search MUSC Global, you will find the pod. And let me know what you think. Let me know your comments. Like, comment, share and subscribe. Let me know what you think of what, what I say. Um, as I say, people can call me negative. Actually, I don't care if people call me negative. I'm a realist and I've been correct since 2013 um, in regards of how this football club is run and why is John Murphy still there? I'll keep going on and on and on about it. Was he at the football ground there watching the squad he he helped to um, to bring together? Who knows? But Sir Rat keeps this bloke on because apparently um, there's nobody else to do it. <laughs> absolute rubbish I could go in there and do a better job than that idiot and as I say there, there are issues obviously in the recruitment and the backroom stuff that needs to be sorted out um, and as I say Tanag's still under pressure for his job but as I say I still have a massive feeling that they're, they're looking at that £9 million I'll have to pay out there. that's why a striker wasn't born uh, bought in the January transfer uh January transfer window, which was ridiculous. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see if United can put the level of performance they put in in the first half through the game against Everton, because Everton are not going to give them the same problems as Manchester City. But can they perform that way and play better? Because, as I say, the Fulham game, they were a disgrace. And as I say, plenty of players who like to perform when the cameras are on them, on especially on a Sunday afternoon. But anyway, thanks for listening. United will be watching the title race from afar. They'll be watching any quality football from afar because they're not producing it either themselves. Um, but uh, that's what you get, as I say. 
two clubs in Manchester, one that actually prioritised football and look where they are, and one that decided commercialism was the way forward. And look what's happened now. Commercialism going downhill because the football side is an absolute joke. And it was called out years and years and years ago by, ooh, guess who, me? But nobody wanted to listen because I'm just a rancher who talks about his club and is massively positive all the time and, you know, just taking things on. Don't believe anything that comes out of Manchester United until we actually have all the right people in all the right positions. And as I say, um, big changes too happen, but there's also... um, and interesting time to come towards the end of the season. As I say, United season could just fizzle out. It could be over by March because in two weeks is Liverpool in a massive match. Again, another 3.30 kickoff, and so is their match in uh, April as well. But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back after the Everton game with Dennis um, before and after. Um, he'll be smiling and he'll be sticking the boot in. He's already sent some uh, interesting messages back to me. He doesn't like Man United at all. And uh, we'll see how United get on against Everton next week.